A lot of well-being at school and talking about mental health in school used to be a lot of like, here's a PowerPoint, we'll talk about what depression looks like and go through that. But now a lot of the conversations we've been having are like going out as wellness warriors and talking to people and helping them feel better and really like taking an active role in looking after ourselves instead of kind of just letting things passively happen and sort of going, al and I mean, I mean, even then going along with what the school tells us to do to be well as opposed to just deciding what to do ourselves and understanding ourselves enough to then do that. Mental fitness can be defined as having and maintaining a state of well-being and cultivating awareness of how we think, behave and feel. How can schools teach this and what effect does it have on pupils when they do? Creating communities and individuals in you and creating functional strategies that actually enable people to feel positive about themselves, feel good, because it's hard to feel bad when you feel good. That's Deputy Head Pastoral Gavin English talking to our Pupil Wellbeing Warriors. And this is Alain's Rock On Wellbeing. In this episode, we'll be learning more about how Alain supports students to be all they can be through mental fitness and fun. Hear more from Gavin as he gives an impassioned talk to our pupils on why he believes our proactive approach to mental health is so important. If you are doing things that don't make you feel good, that make you feel bad about yourself, that is the opposite of this. And it is through that sort of slippery slope that we end up in slightly dark, shady places. Yeah? So we are about positive emotion. And we are, we are also about preventing that negative feeling, that negative emotion. That doesn't mean you have to be like a children's TV presenter and happy, clappy and smiley all the time. That would be awful. Every one of you wrote your name or replied to a message saying, yeah, right, I'm in. You're engaged. You are not who we need to reach. Well done, you. You're plugged in. Yeah? But there are members of your community, absolutely, who are not. They don't know where they belong. They don't feel they're making their contribution. So we have to reach them. We have to reach them through student councils. We have to reach them through societies. We must push against silos. We must make sure that people feel good about attending things. We have to make sure there is no embarrassment in attending Warhammer Club or Fish Tank Club or a trumpet blowing club when you've never blown a trumpet. We have to free people up to go and do the things they want to do. And you have to push against the things that stop people engaging. You have to do that. You have to do that. I try, but actually, like I said earlier, you have to do that. Some of you have heard me say, schools make the rules, you set the culture. Absolutely, that is true. Our house system plays a big role in helping shape our positive culture through camaraderie, as Ross Thompson, head of House for Ropers, explains. Uh, up for us in Ropers, um, might sound like a bit of a cliche, but I think like we're just one big, hopefully very happy um, family. And within our big house family of the 97 um, of us, we then split the house, um, and all houses do this, into smaller house families. Um, so you'll have, you know, two or three students from each year group that make up a little family, and then we'll do activities in those house families. Uh, in Ropers, for example, just um, last term we did a four-week house family challenge. So on four consecutive Tuesdays we did some wacky games. They got points and then on the final um, assembly of term then we presented little trophies to the winning house family. This sense of belonging to a house and a sense therefore of being known and being seen and being accepted just for who they are and that is enough. And so in Ropers we have this, this thing where um, I'm 
often impressing on them that I want, I want everybody to know everybody and I want every, so that when you're walking down the corridor or outside or around the school you walk past somebody and you know that they're in ropers and therefore you say hello to that person um, and I think that's really important and that's you know year 13 saying hello to year nines and year nines you know feeling feeling seen and known and part of something I think that's really important. I think, like I said, the, the house is a really um, safe space and it provides opportunity for the, the house team, so the, the, you know, the house captain, vice captains, to take a leading role in that. And actually, you know, they're looking out for the well-being of the younger students. So we have like mentors in the house system. We have those who will provide um, academic mentorship, but also pastoral um, mentorship as well. So... Yeah, I think it's a place where students feel encouraged. There's a lot of um, hopefully healthy competition between the houses in terms of loads of inter-house events. And they range from lots and lots of sporting events over the course of the year. And I think, with the, again, with the sporting events, to me, this kind of like epitomises house spirit because in Ropers, we never force anybody to take part in any event, but we rarely, if ever, find ourselves without a full team because people, because of the house spirit and because they want to support the house, people step up and step in that it is definitely not about the winning. It's about the taking part and encouraging people to take part and, and having fun. And I think that, that camaraderie, whether that is in a house event that takes place you know at lunchtime or in a games afternoon or whether that is ropers going and doing their wacky morning game of gladiators or sock sorting or family challenge or skipping in the sunshine whatever it is that to me is really really important um, in people's well-being so what do our pupils think about their houses pupils from six of our eight houses share their thoughts well, I mean, in the past, people have described Ropers as the Hufflepuff of Alleyne's, which I think is quite accurate. Describe our house in three words. Love. Purple. Purple. And togetherness. But above all, it's just powerful. And I think other houses lack the sense of community yeah. that Cribs has. Are you in Dutton's? How you would sum up your house in three words? Oh, that's good. Um, kind, enthusiastic and unsuccessful. <laughs> we retry, retry. What we create in Dutton's is a sense of true family. Compared to the other houses, we've got definitely the best bond between years, in years. We're just, if you want the family dynamic of the house system, you come to Dutton's. If you want anything else, you probably go elsewhere. But like, we try our best in all the house events. We'll find success where we do. We're a very creative and enthusiastic bunch. wondering whether you could sum up Tyson's in three words. Uh, teamwork, um, exciting, and Mrs. Anderson. I think everyone should join Braidings. It's definitely the best house. I mean, it's got to be at the start for you know for a reason. Okay. Three words to describe Sally's. I'd oh. say inclusive. Yeah. And um, passionate. Yeah, passionate and, and competitive. I will give another committed, one. Committed, committed, and caring. Definitely yeah. caring. It's very everybody <laughs> gets involved. It's a good laugh. Yeah, it's a good laugh. Just all the time, like yeah. all the sports events, everyone's happy. Like it's banging. Even if you don't do sports, you just come along and 
Yeah. Everyone treats each other so nicely yeah. in the house. We're yeah. never going to force you to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I encourage everyone to get involved when they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone yeah. does get involved, even though they don't have to. Everyone, everyone puts the face paint on um, before a house event and everyone's really... Put, yeah, puts that all into it. Yeah, yeah and everyone gets on polio when they don't play Yeah, we've got a we're quite bad. We can safely say houses help build mentally fit pupils, but what happens if things do get too much? Ross gives an overview of the pastoral processes here at Allings and offers some tips for keeping calm. I think the first thing that I'd want to say is that all of us as heads of house um, take a very sort of proactive approach to a lot of what I've talked about in terms of supporting pupil well-being, and probably a lot that I've forgotten to say, um, is, is about trying to, um, trying to ensure that students don't get to kind of like a, a point where they, they feel that they are, you know, their well-being is, is suffering. Um, and I think a lot of what we do does, does very much um, help with that. Um, I think... In terms of well-being in this school, we are so fortunate in terms of, obviously, we've got the house system um, and we work so closely with tutors, um, heads of section, heads of year, the chaplaincy, the counsellors. Um, so all of that is there um, to support students and working very closely with their, um, their families as well. I think if a pupil, you know, were to would come to me or to I was... If I was to be concerned about a pupil, I think, you know, Alain's very much is not a one-size-fits-all school. And I think, therefore, you know, we, we look very closely with an individual on what strategies might we um, put in place to help support that student with their well-being. Um, but if you wanted a kind of, like, tip that I say frequently to all students is that I think um, balance is really important. So I think just, you know, finding something that to do every day that brings you a bit of joy um, and hopefully when it's a house day um, you know playing gladiators or whatever we might be doing might bring you that bit of joy but I think you know once they've gone home whether it's taking their dog for a walk in the evening or you know reading their book for 30 minutes listening to some music I think that is really important um, students at Airlines are really busy students academically co-curricular and hopefully a lot of that does bring them a lot of joy but I think just that time out um, in the day you know the weekend um, away from what might sometimes feel like quite a lot of pressure in terms of work is really really important. Alain's has recently invested in our pastoral provision by building the well, as Guy Collins-Down explains. The well came about from obviously the desire of change post-Covid, um, with I mean, mental health's been a growing factor for um, students for a long time now, but obviously the, the pandemic brought everything into focus, um, so the school's been trying to find some way of, of centralising, expressing those services in a physical manifestation where there's somewhere quiet, um, sort of slightly out of the way that people can go and, and, and get the help that they need and talk to people in a, in a calming environment. So the school um, had money from various different sources, including some from donations, to create um, a space. Uh, and we've designed quite a calming building, uh, which is all sort of natural materials on the inside and the outside. So it will feel quite, as some might call it, Scandi. Um, so you'll go in, it'll be soft neutral tones, there'll be a lovely receptionist that will there and greet you, but the way they've designed the spaces is to have discrete areas so pupils can wait and not see other pupils. So it's private because obviously it's quite a big deal for a child to want to seek help 
um, and to go to environment and the the perceptions, particularly in social media eras, of of needing to be a certain type of person, and then you have these spaces where you effectively go your most vulnerable. You need to feel calm and confident. So we have um, a number of quiet nurse areas for the medical side. So we have a sick bay in there with two beds in the nurse's office. We have two private nurse areas, and then we have two counselling spaces, which are pretty much like you'd expect a nice therapy centre somewhere, lovely little couches and windows looking out to green areas. And then at the end, there's a really nice um, group room. So that's where Gav, our um, Deputy Pastoral, he's talking about Wellness Wednesdays, and there'll be clubs and focus groups and coffee mornings for activities for children to bring themselves together, but also for adults as well. And the nice thing about the location is it's on the edge of the site, so you can actually discreetly access it from off-site as well without having to come into the depth of the site too. So particularly, um, and I've seen this in previous schools where they actually do sort of parental focus groups with the children and interaction, and, and it's been sustainably built as well. So it's what they call SIBS construction, uh, where it's all built off site in panels and it comes together and it turns up on the concrete pad and gets built together like Lego. Um, so it's quite a sustainable way of building uh, and it's a quick way of building as well. So um, it will last for quite a nice amount of time and it'll be that lovely sort of soft space that people get to use um, and hopefully they'll, all, they'll have a, find a safe space that they can retreat to if they need help. Hear from Anna in Year 12 who gives her initial impressions of the well during our opening event this May. Um, I think this is going to be a really good space for people because of how accessible everyone's making it seem because I think we've always heard there's always someone to talk to if you want to, but you've never really known how to find that. And now having there be a space where you can go if you need help, and it's not just talking to a person who you don't know, which can be really scary. You can also just come here if you just want to chill out, if it's just a bit too much at the moment, if you don't really need anything apart from a break. And just, you know, a lot of needs are being met here, I think. And I think that's really good. It's not just for those people, you know, who have diagnoses or have had to be taken out. So I think it's just for anyone who needs help, I think it's going to be really good. Both school nurses and counsellors are housed in the well. As we reflect on exam season, lead counsellor Liet Hotch offers insight into this anxiety-inducing life event and talks more about counselling services at Allianz. There is different types of counselling, like child psychotherapy as we call it. Um, I'm trained in integrative child and adolescent psychotherapy, which is what all, all our members of our team are trained in, which means that we use all different kinds of thoughts um, Freud, Jung, um, person-centred, some CBT, all the different kinds of schools we learn about. And we use different uh, methods in order to help understand and process some of the feelings that young people feel today. Um, and we also use a lot of me different media. So we have a sand tray, we have art, we have music, we have drama, we have all these different kinds of ways of exploring our feelings when just talking um, isn't... Um, possible. I've got a lot of anxiety nowadays. It's huge, um, specifically around exams. It's helpful for me to uh, imagine it like our minds are kind of um, engineered for the wild, where we would be, you know, facing uh, dangerous animals. And I think somehow the exams and our academic studies become this wild, dangerous animal for us. And we kind of get into the freeze, flight or fight mode when we think about them. And the problem with that is that all our blood flows from our brains to our, uh, our limbs to get ready to fight. And we can't because we have to sit and, and study. So th that creates a problem. 
Um, and so having in mind that one test, one exam, one anything assignment is not going to be the be all and end all of your future. There is always another way. There is always the next test. And you are not the mark that you get. Just because you do badly on a test or get the answer wrong, you are not wrong. So putting some space between you and and what you're trying to do. You're a human being rather than a human doing. So that is helpful. Also, we have to be full human beings. So making sure that you've got other interests, music, creative, friends, family, whatever else that feeds you. So you're not only thinking, well, if I do badly in this, then I do badly in everything. Nobody can do well in absolutely everything. Nobody's going to be champions in everything. We're always going to have things that we struggle more with and things that are easier for us. And that's why it's really not helpful to compare because maybe what you find is um, easy or somebody else will find difficult and vice versa. Mental fitness and changing the narrative on mental health is something alumnus Rohan Kandapa, Braidings 1980, is passionate about too. Because often people who are really struggling, they really don't want to talk about it. Mm. And they're much more likely to go inside themselves, right? And if, then if you, you know, and then if, like I said, if I look at it in terms of the people I went to school with and, and the kind of careers they went on to have, right? Um, and especially men, uh, Sometimes it's the people who outwardly are really successful. It's even harder for them to talk about something because that's not who they are. They are the person who's done really well. They are the person who, right? So I have a friend who has been incredibly successful in business, and uh, you know, and I was talking to him about this all, and he said, uh, he said that I think a couple of weeks before he'd gone on a sort of uh, hiking holiday with some friends. And there was a bit, there was some incline, he's carrying a bag and it was quite hard and this guy sort of reached down to give him a hand up, right? And he said he started to cry. And this guy is the life and soul, right? It's my idea of him. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, well, why did you start to cry? He says, well, he said, well, no one ever offers to help me. So even, so it's really hard to engage, it's really hard to talk about. And even people you think are doing really well and are okay and are successful, maybe it's harder for them because they've created a you know this image which is this doing really well. How do you say actually, I'm really struggling here? But I think the language you use frames the context that you operate in. And I think uh, for me, mental health always feels like a negative. So how do you shift that? And that's kind of kind of what I'm working on. We hope this podcast encourages you to check in with yourself and your friends, family and colleagues too. And if you need a duvet day, remember these wise words from Jane Austen. There's nothing like staying at home for real comfort. We hope you enjoyed our third episode from Series 2 of Alan's Rock On Wellbeing. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our channel wherever you get your podcasts. With thanks to all staff, students and alumni who made this podcast possible. Narrated by me, Romilly Boyle, produced and edited by Sarah McGee, and final edit by the Bonjour Podcast Agency.